Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 103, A Summerstock Resume. Winthorpe peeved me more than a little. So working on a video called Little Round Jewish Hat makes me a Nazi? I had a comeback ready. I don't remember it now. I only remember it was savage with flesh-tearing wit that a young man is apt to ponder later and grow wise from. But Cammy jumped in before I had a chance to say anything. Winnie, it's a video. Half the people working on it were Jewish. Everyone thought it was funny. Self-hating Jews, he said. You've never heard of a self-hating Jew, I suppose? He was looking at me. I'm sorry, he said, but I just get really upset about insensitivity. Always have. It's the way I'm made. It's who I am. Who was it you said produced it? I produced it with Tony Parp, I said, and Ripped Dress Productions. Never heard of any Tony Tarp. The video was shot by Bobby Whispers and George Vider was in it, Cammy said. George Vider the comedian? Winnie asked. Yes, said Cammy. No wonder he's a has-been. Now the little prick really was steaming me. But right then, Cammy touched my leg, sort of ran her finger along my inseam. Winthorpe faded to a vapor. Bobby Whispers is married to Mondy McDade, Cammy said. His eyes lit up. Mondy McDade, the rock star from the 80s? He asked. Yup, I said. I saw her on Oprah once. I gig cackled. <laughs> You're shitting me, I said. See, the fact is, Mondy thinks Oprah is, and I quote, a frigid twat. Bullshit. Swear to God, I said. Not only that, but last I heard, she was thinking of getting a tattoo that says as much. Again, I say, bullshit. That's when the waitress came by with our orders. I kind of pushed my salad away. Juggling Cammy and the mall rat was hard enough without shoving food in my face. In the seconds after the waitress left, I got aggressive. So, what have you directed, I asked. He just looked at me grinning, so I put it another way. Is this your first time directing? I asked. Oh, God, no. I only ask because I've never heard of you. Well, I've never heard of you, he grinned. We established that, I said. What I want to know is whether you've directed any theater before. Of course I have. I bring a filmmaker's perspective to the proscenium. Don't tell me. Let me guess, I said. You think the future of theater is multimedia productions, monitors hanging from the ceiling so the audience can see actor close-ups and exterior action shots. Cammy broke out laughing when she heard that. It was a loud and cackling laugh, like she was rubbing Winthorpe's face in it. He just stared at me and he wasn't smiling anymore. What's the matter with that? 
he finally asked. It's just typical film student horseshit, I said. You're helpless without a frame to keep people from looking left or right, so instead of learning how to manage audience focus when they have the option of staring at the scenery, you figure you'll just put monitors on a theater stage and call it avant-garde. I've directed plays, Kirpin said. Like what? The Fantastics, he said. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. The Odd Couple, Titus Andronicus. Same time next year. And that was all in one summer. You have to believe me when I tell you I was beginning to feel sad for him. I mean, how could he possibly think I'd be impressed by a summer stock resume of one summer? And how typical summer stock is that? Iambic pentameter wedged between the sitcom zingers of Neil Simon and the sitcom zingers of Bernard Slade. I know what you're thinking, if you're an actor especially, or a director. If this Gerben fellow had only these credits in his resume, he would have mentioned Titus Andronicus and perhaps the Fantastics and would have lied about directing them both in a single summer, where 16-hour days are standard and everyone is exhausted for eight weeks straight. But no, swear to God, this was the person sitting across from me. Like I said, it was sad. I saw him with new eyes. He was just a kid, a sad kid, who came to the metropolis after telling some slobs on Cape Cod where to stand for the summer. A kid who thought he had the stones to mount a real play in the big city. I was beginning to think this might be an elaborate joke. I mean, how did this poor punk hook up with Cammy's Theater Company in the first place? And how was it I came to be trying to impress him in order to get a role? That wasn't the worst summer of my life, but it was pretty close, Cammy said. You were there? I asked. It was starting to make sense. Yup. Slept for two weeks afterward. You didn't spend the whole time sleeping, Gerpen said. Then he made that weird call laugh again. <laughs> yeah, Winnie came to visit, she said. I don't know where you got the energy, she said to him. She turned to me. We spent the whole two weeks watching movies and napping. The sex was good, too, Gerpen said. Cammy giggled. She giggled. <laughs> you blew this toddler? I kind of shrieked. Some white-haired fat lady in a green jacket and skirt snapped her head my way like she thought I might be having a seizure. What? Gerben said. Yeah, what? Cammy said. You said you never heard of him before. When? In the email you sent me about this so-called production. Well, I kind of meant that as a joke because I know you never heard of him. Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes from the Upper West Side, copyright 2022, by Dan Wrench.